Greetings to everyone watching and listening to this. Welcome to Jazuba Talks, a podcast dedicated to sharing compelling stories of hope, determination, and humanity. Today I have with me Natasha J. Tennyson, President and CEO of Gathering Outreach Community Services. This nonprofit was named Best Mentor Based After School Program of Pearland for seven consecutive years. Congratulations and welcome, Natasha. Thank you. Thank you so much, Taj. Natasha, you are a licensed child care director serving as a full-time CEO for this award-winning, recognized after-school mentorship program. Yeah. Tell me, uh, what do you like more, the challenges or the rewards? Um, you know what? Both work hand in hand, truly. Um, I feel like what I've learned over the past decade is it's the challenges that leads you to more rewards. Um, and when I say more rewards, meaning um, it leads you more to being able to see, you know, the, the benefits of, of what you're doing. It makes that challenge worthwhile. You know, when you see a family that needs your services and or you see a child that needs to hear a word of hope and wholeness or even a parent that needs to hear that, it, it just makes all the challenges worthwhile. But there definitely have been many challenges, to say the least. <laughs> I'm sure there are. It's not easy. Uh, Natasha, you, uh, you, you are servicing uh, under, I mean, you're in the community or you're servicing uh Low-income uh, families, is that it? Yeah, that's correct, Tage. Um, we, we also serve, you know, the have and the have-nots. Um, okay. One of the reasons why we do not want to only just focus on low to moderate income families is because of the mentoring uh, capacity that we have after school. We want to make sure that all kids have access to that level of service. Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I constantly tell uh, our families and our community here in Pearland, Texas, that our after school programs is not just a place where kids go, but it's a place where kids can grow. And so for that reason, I think it's so important that um, we make sure that we cater our services and, you know, be accessible to all parents, whether they have or have not. But we definitely have a special heart um, to make sure that we make it easy for those parents that don't have. It's very thoughtful of you. Yeah. And uh, you have uh, different skills that you teach there. Yeah, it's, of course, there's teamwork, independence, public speaking. These are there. But mm -hmm. over the years, have you felt the need for any other quality that needs to be developed in children today? Yes, absolutely. Every day that I'm on the campus or I'm talking with working with my team that works on the campus, we're constantly talking about what other needs have been exposed uh, during the time that they're working with the kids. And so every month we, we hear from our kids. We want to know what are you looking for? What ways are you wanting to grow? And so in getting that qualitative data directly from the kids' mouths, we are able to learn that these kids are open to career-based opportunities that will teach them, um, you know, the world of what's out there. For example, you have a lot of STEM activities. We know that STEM is really, really big um, all around the world. Um, but there's also other opportunities that our kids like to uh, be exposed to, like cosmetology, 
like electrical, you know, you know, engineering, like, um, you know, makeup and, and so many different types of things. And what about nursing in the medical field? So we are pulling those components to our mentor um, platforms to be able to expose kids to more career based uh, programs outside of the sports and the drama and the cheer and the dance. You know, they're going to love that, right? Of course, that is fun. That is beautiful. That is needed. But Mm -hmm. apart from that, of course, there are so many other qualities that uh, with, you know, different uh, times, you really need to include those in your curriculum as well. Absolutely. Those trade-based programs also. Yeah. How how do you get the staff or the volunteers to uh, incorporate these kind of activities? Is it easy to get people to come and volunteer or you have to employ people? So a little bit of voltage. Um, it's not easy either way, <laughs> um, especially nowadays. Uh, time is very limited. Uh, what we've learned after the pandemic is, it, you know, there, it's it's really difficult sometimes to get people to commit. But I will say we have been very fortunate, Tage, um, in our community where I live. There's lots of people that want to volunteer. There's lots of people that want to make a difference, it, more so after the pandemic. But um, when it comes to the employment side of it, um, sometimes that that can be a challenge as well. But like I said, we've been fortunate to be able to bring on the right people at the right time to impact the right set of students at various times because there's so many needs after school. You know, you have some kids that have the confidence, but they don't know how to deliver um, in in ways that is pleasant. And then you have some kids that, um, you know, just will fall back and not want to do anything at all. So there's so many components that we're touching after school and Sometimes it takes a person that's cut from a special cloth to be able to reach that kid. So that that part, Tage, is what we're very serious about. So we're not all about bringing just anybody on. Um, We take our time to make sure that we have the right person for the right group of students and for the right family. And that's the challenge. And that's the part that can, you know, be a little tedious, but we, we, we work it out. And if we need to train, we definitely do that as well. I'm sure that you're doing a wonderful job, but I'm sure when you say that these challenges need to be met, you also have to be present there hands-on and, you know, one-on-one checking every single day to see how this thing is running. So how involved are you in the everyday activities? Well, my dear, let me tell you, you've hit the hammer on the nail, Tage. I am definitely hands-on, not only with the kids, but also with my team. Um, My husband and I work together. So uh, if I cannot be at a particular campus after school, he's there. Um, And then I also work hands-on with our program managers so that they understand how to maintain the integrity of the program. And then they understand uh, making sure that the vision and the mission is executed, not once a week, but every single day for these kids. So I'm on the campus pretty much during the day, uh, during the morning time. I'm behind my desk. I'm preparing um, whatever it needs to be done for after school or um, programs that we're working on. I'm creating during the day. But three o'clock when the kids let out of school, 
that's when I leave my office and I go to my second office, which is with the kids and my team. Yes, yeah, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you resolve conflict? I'm, I'm sure there are discipline issues in um, how, how many, what is the strength, first of all, right now? And uh, uh, there could be disciplinary issues. And how do you resolve that? So disciplinary issues with the kids or with the team? With the kids. Oh, okay. So, because, you know, there's, there there can be, you know. Even though I will say my team, I've not had to, um, they are wonderful. We've not had to do much uh, there. Um, but I will say with the kids, there are some discipline, you know, issues that will take place because, you know, the kids come from kids. various homes. Yeah. And then they're kids. So one of the things we have a creed, we have what we call a GK creed. And this creed is uh, it touches on the areas of life as a kid and also life as adults. And one of the things in the creed that we say is, um, you know, I will try and try again. Um, and with that being said, we always hold our creed to the, the, the student's standards. So if they mess up, if they make a mistake, then um, we will go back to the creed and we will teach them how to try again. We also have an all-star uh, system where the kids come in as stars. And so our goal is to uh, make sure that they are inspired to keep their star for the day. And so if they have so many stars, we have an all-star party at the end of every month and we make it a big deal. So that's another way that we reinforce positive behavior. Um, and so it works out wonderful that along with the creed that we have with teaching them how to be friends and be emotionally sophisticated enough, even as a kid, to be able to know when you're hurting someone and be able to speak when someone is hurting you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work and it's very complex. A lot of people may not know all of the, the components of mentoring and correcting yeah. behavior, but it's it's a complex thing when it comes to, you know, helping kids in that those areas. Yeah, it's a thin line, you know, um, where you are you need to say certain things and you need to get certain things done at the same time, creating the value uh, in them, in themselves yes. about discipline. Exactly. Yes, that's so a very is, important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the age group that uh, come? Kids of what age come to you? Sure. So after school, we work with kids um, K through fifth grade, and that's every day after school. When school is in, so are we. And so uh, we're we like to call ourselves the bridge between home and school. So we're the liaison between those two components. So the times between three and six thirty, that's our time to be able to plant as many positive seeds as we possibly can in these kids so that they take those seeds home. And uh, the goal is that those positive seeds will grow and impact the home as well. You also help children with their homework or assist them in case they are lagging behind in a particular class? Yes. So we do after school. We tell the kids every day. Homework period is the most important part of the day after school. So we set up a very inspiring uh, environment. We put on classical music. 
and we space them to where they're able to really focus on the work that's in front of them. And so if they have questions, we have our team to walk around and we help as many students as we possibly can. Those students that may be failing in a particular subject, we do give them extra time to be able to focus on their work. And uh, we reach out to the parents and or the parents will reach out to us if they need extra help. And so we partner with other tutoring companies in our community to be able to give them that level of service because we're not a, we don't have a tutoring service, but we partner with other companies to okay. be able to do that. Yeah, I, I think that most parents would be very happy with that. Yes. Yes. I mean, academics is so important. So important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natasha, I mean, since we are on the topic of homework, I mean, the, uh, you know, devil that's uh, necessary, I would say. Uh, what do you think? Is homework something that children should have or is it something that, uh, you know, should be got done in the classroom itself? And uh, homework should not be the way homework is right now, you know, not not assignments. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely... I hear you on that. And and for me, what I believe is there's work that you do in the class. And if you're working on something and you want to to either complete it at home, I think that's great. You complete what you didn't get done during the class. Um, I'm, I'm all for practicing after school when it comes to what you're learning. Um you know, there's a lot of things that you can do after school and there's a lot of time uh, available as well. So if school lets out at three o'clock, so from three all the way to, I would say about maybe most kids get to bed by eight. So (laughs) I'm thinking about all of the things that uh, a kid can do to be productive. Um, I'm okay with breaks, you know, Um, but with homework, I, I love I, I love books, so I may not be the best person to ask about if you have homework because that's kind of like my favorite thing to do when you get home. You want to practice what you learn. Um, you want to get stronger during the day when you're in school. You're learning new concepts, right? You're learning new strategies and all of these things. So then after school, um, during that time, at least maybe 45 minutes to an hour, you practice. And so to me, that's what homework is. It's practice on what you've what you've learned during the school day. And so if we have rounds of that at least Monday through Thursday. Um, then kids get stronger, communities get stronger, and we have better employees. And it's just a, a great system <laughs> to, you know, grow. I was listening to a TED Talk the other day, and uh, there was this lady who talked about sometimes doing nothing is also doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, you allow your brain to reflect uh, mm-hmm. and kind of relax and rejuvenate and then it comes back more productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you have any activities that allow the children to be themselves in that moment? You know, for a few, it could be half an hour, it could be what 20 minutes or whatever. Do you think that kind of uh, activity is productive? 
Oh, Tej, I, I absolutely think so. That's why we have our homework period at the start. Uh, as soon as school is out, we have a social time. So we have social and snack time. So the kids can get a, get a quick 15, 20 minute break from a long school day. And then we go into, okay, let's recap the school day with your homework um, for 45 minutes. And so after that, between, I would say, um, they have a good hour and a half to two hours to be able to learn their voice through the activities that we provide. They can mm-hmm. absolutely be themselves. Um, we have all of our, our programs are creative based. So they inspire kids to be creative. Um, of course, we give them a guide uh, for that process, but we're all about, you know, allowing the kids to uh, find themselves, find their voice, find their strengths, find their weaknesses and begin to practice in those areas because truly the person that they are and the person that they are developing that time to just break away from the academics, um, that's the person that they live with most. That's, yes, mm-hmm. yes, true, true. And so um, if they can get comfortable in their skin early on, then, oh my God, what a wonderful world we would have in the future. <laughs> <laughs> True. Wouldn't that be marvelous? Absolutely. We about the kids. Uh, now let's talk about the parents. How yeah. demanding are the parents? Uh, are they accommodating? Do they understand? I, I mean, there are all kinds of parents. Mm-hmm. But do you have parents who are like what what we call helicopter parents? Absolutely. I'm one of them, Tage. <laughs> 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 I'm one of them. Um, but we do. Ha- and, and I love helicopter parents um, because I get them and I understand. But then I also understand the the power of letting go and allowing the kids to um, to give them enough rope, but not enough rope to hang themselves, if you will. But um, we have a, a, a great parents. Uh, we do have some that understand exactly what we're doing after school. Uh, that support our initiatives and we work really good. Like if they're wanting their kid to understand a certain concept or train a, a student at home on a certain area, whether it be cleaning, whether it be organizing or, um, you know, friendly, we work with the parents so that we can continue the process after school and vice versa. If we're working with their student on something that they, uh, that we recognize that may be an area where they need to grow in. We talk to the parents about it. And we have many parents that are very receptive of what we are wanting to do to build their student together. Uh, But we do have some parents that just only need our services so their kid can be safe and have a good time after school. And they're not really interested in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too, um, because we, we have access to the kid. And so we're able to do the work there and we couldn't be more happier about that. Um, but we do have some parents that um, are very involved, which we love that. Um, and uh, like I said, we just have some parents that, you know, even when it comes to disciplines, we've had some parents that may feel like, no, my kid would never do that. And so um, with those parents, most of the times, you know, sometimes you don't know that your kids would do something. They're totally different people when they're around other kids. And so um, we have uh, that that group of parents as well. And we love them all because we're able to show them and teach them that uh, I definitely understand that you may not believe that a student can do or say, and it could be something good or bad, right? Um, 
And so I love being able to to share with parents the process of child development. And there are some great points and highs and there are some lows that will just hurt you to the core. (laughs) But we have to take it all so that you can learn about more about your child um, because they're different when they're when they're at school. Totally different, yes. Mm-hmm. Like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, yeah. It's not just one person's uh, one. Um, not only the parents, not only the teachers, not only the school, but everybody right. who is in contact with the child to raise a great personality. Yes, I say it all the time, Tate. It does take a village to raise a child, and there is power in the second voice. Absolutely, you know? definitely. Natasha, you also have a program called uh, the Community Business Member. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. What what does that program do? Is, is it just connecting and networking? Yeah, it's connecting and um, networking. And then we also, we call them our BFFs, um, which is business for families. So it's just a way for us to be able to uh, have businesses to be able to support the organization financially by uh, giving a $75 monthly donation. And that uh, those funds help us to be able to support the families who cannot. Um, it also supports the organization programs as well after school. So whenever a business in our community uh, joins as a BFF, which is a business for family, uh, then they are, have access to be able to come into our space after uh, during the day. Um, while we're there, they have access, direct access to the families that we serve as well. Um, and that is just a way to be able to connect the community with other uh, businesses. We have three priorities, Tage, um, and that's youth, family, and community. So that business membership program is a way to be able to um, encompass those priorities in our services to the families. Absolutely. It helps to have connections, especially when you have somebody who is, yeah, different professions, different connections, and uh, everybody just helps everybody. I think that's a good yes. idea. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the goal. <laughs> and do you meet often? Is there a monthly meet or so? So we do um, for our, well, actually, most of our BFFs are on our committee as well. So we do meet once a month. Um, we have so many different things that we do together to be able to raise funds for the parents that cannot afford after school programs. So mm-hmm. a lot of our BFFs are a part of that process as well. We've not had an opportunity to really grow that platform because we've been so focused on, you know, the after school program, which is truly the meat of, of that's the purpose of why we exist. Um, but we are, uh, you know, slowly growing that particular program as well. And then we're, we're a part of our chamber. So we have, um, access to be able to, you know, network and, and, uh, invite other businesses to be a part of this, this work that we're doing. Lovely. Uh, Natasha, where do you see yourself three years from now? Oh, wow. Um, that is a good question. So um, three years from now, I would suspect that we will be able to reach more students outside of the fifth grade um, from K through um, fifth grade. Uh, the goal is to be able to also reach our middle school and high school students in a greater capacity 
Tej, a lot of the students that we work with uh, from K through fifth grade, most of them will not want to leave the programs and just... Um, and that is actually how our summer camps got birth. That's how our co-op programs that we currently have launched a couple of years ago was birthed because uh, the students want to stay in the program. So we continue to create platforms that they can grow on. So I would say within the next three years, I want to be able to um, have more co-op students right now. Um, 100% of our co-op students were students that were once in kindergarten and fifth grade. Isn't that a beautiful oh, yeah. thing? That is beautiful. That's the biggest reward anybody could ask. Yes. And so um, they uh, come back and I will never forget one of my students um, and when she was in sixth grade. She said, Miss Natasha, she was in summer camp. She said, Miss Natasha, please tell me that gathering kids will be around um, when I become a high school student because I want to be a mentor. And so oh. she's been a mentor for the past four years now. Oh, and don't you love such kids? <laughs> yes, it, it warms my heart. So within the next three years, I want to make sure that we have a bigger platform where our kids can come back and, and give back, give what they receive back to the kids when, you know, it, it's, it's the perfect mentoring ladder. Because uh, research shows that younger kids will listen to younger kids. <laughs> 80% more of the time. <laughs> so we can get our high school students to come back and mentor our elementary students. Of course, we train them and they get paid. They, they, they learn and earn. So we're teaching them about the workforce. We're teaching them about child development because most of them aspire to be teachers uh, when they get older. So it's a beautiful thing. So that is in the next three years what we want to grow. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's so beautiful. Natasha, I can see the warmth that you feel towards your students. I can see the passion that you feel towards your organization. And uh, you're just doing an amazing job. Thank you, Tej. I love it's, them. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. where I was born. It's a great thing. Uh, yeah. Individual commitment to a group. Uh, that is what makes a team and society work. Thank you so much for sharing your program yeah. and goals with us, Natasha, doing the good work. Folks, see you all in the next episode, getting to know yet another change maker. Meanwhile, stay inspired, be kind. Yes, thank you.